Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. What is the promise and the principle Paul's talking about? In Philippians and here in Corinthians. What's the principle and the promise? Write it down. God's promise and principle of giving. It's a law of giving. It doesn't just apply to money. It applies to all kinds of things. What is it? Give and you will receive. Plant a radish seed and you'll get radishes. Don't plant a radish seed. You don't get radishes. Surely you've heard the TV preachers asking for you to send them money claiming that your giving will trigger blessings from God? The usual first response is to say, yeah, right. Understandably, they cause you to be wary. Pastor Mark will be teaching what God actually thinks about giving and receiving, and it's deceptively simple. Give. God will give back to you. Before you turn away, understand that the Bible is talking about giving to further God, not a man. When you begin to realize that giving is only a means to an end, more people coming to know Christ, it becomes easier to share what you have with others. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 4 as he begins his message, Learning to Trust God, Our Provider. Linda and I went to Hong Kong, actually, more than 20 years ago. We were there to smuggle Bibles into China, and we did that, and it was an amazing thing. That's another whole story. But while we were there, we noticed something. Now, any of you been to Hong Kong, you've seen this. There's something called Bird Street, and let me show you what it looks like. It's men by and large, that have these little birds, and they love to have these hand-carved cages, and they get those birds that live in their little apartments, teeny little apartment for 12 people, you know, you can't hardly turn around. They're retired, the older guys, and they just go to the park, and the bird sits there and sings, and they play games and magi and all that stuff that they play, and they just enjoy the birds. Well, while we were there that year, 20 years ago, we decided we decided to get one of those. Now, we didn't bring the bird back. We just brought the cage back. And that just reminded us of all the neat things that were over there. Now, here's what's going to happen today. You're going to be a bird. So pick out what kind of bird you want to be. Right now, I'm giving you time to think about it. Nobody wants to be a buzzard. Don't go there. Just pick out the kind of bird you're going to be. Think about it for a moment. Two things are going to happen. One, you're going to have to turn to your neighbor and tell him I'm a bird. And then you're going to have to tell him one kind. And then after we do that, you're going to have to make the sound of your bird. This is going to be fun. Somebody just turning in is going to be crazy. All right, so here we go. Turn to your neighbor and tell him I'm a bird and what kind of bird you are. Go ahead. 
Now, hopefully none of you said I'm a bird brain. No. All right. Now, on the count of three, nice and loud, you just make the sound of the bird that you are. One, two, three. Here we go. Man, if my little puppy was here, she'd be crazy right now. Good. Say, Pastor Mark, you've lost it. No, it has great relevance. You're a bird. How is that going to apply? Well, you're going to hear today one of the greatest promises in all the Bible. It's not only a promise, it's a principle. To get there, we have to go back and kind of set the stage. And I want to set the stage by a story from C.H. Spurgeon, a great preacher back in the 1800s. Listen to the story. How often Martin Luther liked to talk about the birds and the way God cares for them. When Martin was full of anxieties, he used to constantly envy the birds because they led so free and happy a life. He talks of Dr. Sparrow, Dr. Thrush, and others that used to come and talk to Martin Luther and tell him many a good thing. Spurgeon continues, You know, brothers and sisters, the birds out in the open, cared for by God, they fare far better than those who are in cages, cared for by man. And then he tells the story of a little London girl who had gone into the country, and she stopped and she said this, Look, Mama, at that poor little bird. It doesn't have a cage. But the truth is that the cage of carnal trust and that box of seed that you and I are constantly trying to fill, it actually imprisons us to a life of worry. How much better to simply pursue our daily relationship with God and live a life of freedom like the birds, humbly dependent on God. So you have a choice this morning. Which would you like to be? Here it is. A, that's the mark I like to be a bird in a cage. With a cup filled with seeds and water, I like to provide for myself. I want to make sure I have all the money I need, all the resources I need. I like to be secure. That's me. Or Pastor Mark, well, to be honest, I'd like to be like a bird I see out in the air, flying free, in the open, totally dependent on God. Now, which would you rather be? A few bees. What are the rest of you? You dead birds or what? (laughs) You know, I've been a pastor for many, many, many years. I like to say that there's no question you'd like to be a bee. There's no question every single one of us would want to be a bee. But most of us spend most of our time right here. We're imprisoned by the stuff of this world and the cares of this world. Filling those seed cups. To have security. And because of that, we're never really free to accomplish 
what God wants. As you look at your life, this promise that we can be free doesn't come from man. It comes from God. We find that in Philippians chapter 4. Look down at verse 19 and we'll discover the principle. So here it is. Philippians 4 verse 19. And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Verse 20. To our God and Father be glory and ever and ever. Amen. Now, if you've been in church at all, verse 19 jumps right out at you. You've heard it. You love to quote it. It's really one of the greatest promises in all the Bible. Verse 20 reminds us this promise is directly related to God. And thus, in the end, the only one that can be praised since he provides everything is God. God's a generous God who wants to meet our needs. Now, that is a general principle. He actually meets the needs of the just and the unjust. He meets the needs of mankind. But there is a specific principle, and this verse cannot be taken out of context. Lots of people find a verse in the Bible and quote it and have no idea what the context is. So to learn the principle, we have to go back and talk about it. Let me remind you quickly what happened. In the verses preceding this, in context, we learn that Paul had a need. He was in Rome. He was in prison, and he had a physical need. He needed money. And he had started all kinds of churches, but only one church, the church at Philippi, had sent him, had generously sent him money to provide for his need when they sent Epaphroditus to him. Well, how did that work? Remember, here's Paul. He prayed to God. He had a need. God then spoke to the Philippian church and just basically in their private time, in their quiet time, said, you know, Paul has a need. And so they got into their pockets and sent money with Epaphroditus right over here to Paul. So that's the whole thing. What happened is prayer resulted in Paul's needs being met by people. People meet people's needs. Now, The next verse has to be taken in context with what happened. So I rewrote verse 19. So here's the way I think it will help all of us remind what he says. Here's the Balmer translation. Paul says this. He's writing to the Philippians who have just given money to him. And because you generously met my needs, because you did that first, our God will meet your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. So what is Paul saying? See, you just can't take that verse out of there, but God's going to meet all my needs. Hallelujah. No, what Paul says, that promise is connected. The Philippians had met Paul's needs. So in response, God would meet the Philippians' needs. In other words, God would reciprocate to the Philippians. So this is a specific promise and a principle that's connected with first me giving. On that comes the promise that God will supply my needs. Now, again, there is a general promise that God meets our needs, but this is very specific. Now, Paul knew this. And in fact, he not only knew the principle, he wrote about the principle. So turn next 
to the book of Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, the second book in Corinthians, chapter 9, verse 6. Chapter 9, verse 6. Now, remember, in many of the countries in the Bible, in those days, they were planting, they were farming countries. So quite a few of the illustrations will be about plants and seeds and ground. And here's another one of those. So look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. I'm going to read it on the New Living Translation. Remember this, Paul says. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously lots of seeds will get a generous crop. Does that make sense to you? Is anybody confused by that principle? See, if you have a little garden in the backyard, and you do the soil, and you get these seeds that you're planting, you're going to radishes or whatever. So you put two seeds in there, 60 days later you come out and go, man, there's only two radishes, what's the deal with that? Should be a hundred there. Well, how many did you plant? Two. Makes common sense, doesn't it? Totally common sense. In the farming industry, it does. When we move to the spiritual, we lose it. So let's finish it. Notice what happens. Next verse. Paul now talks about giving of our time, our energy, our gifts, our money, our possessions, all kinds of things ourselves. He says this, you must decide in your heart, it's a heart thing, how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or because some pastor or television program pressured you to give. Why? For God loves, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully because they want to give. And watch verse 8, same exact principle that we just read. And God will generously provide All you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to put in your 401k. Is that what it says? No, it says you'll have plenty left over to what? Share with others. So we notice a couple things here. God's a generous God. Unlimited resources. There's no limit to God. Unlimited resources. So what is the promise and the principle Paul's talking about? In Philippians and here in Corinthians. What's the principle and the promise? Write it down. God's promise and principle of giving. It's a law of giving. It doesn't just apply to money. It applies to all kinds of things. What is it? Give and you will receive. Plant a radish seed and you'll get radishes. Don't plant a radish seed, you don't get radishes. That makes totally common sense to us. So, here's the principle. Give and you will receive. Now, Paul isn't the only one that talked about this. This goes back to the beginning of time. God established it that way back in the garden. He gave everything. He started giving. God's a generous God. So, let me show you. Turn to Luke. You're not far away, just three or four books. Luke writes what Jesus said. Same principle. Now, there's Luke. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Go down to chapter 6 and look at verse 38. I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation again. 
Now, again, we're not just talking about money. We're talking about ourselves, our time, our gifts, our ability, everything that we are. Look what Jesus says. Give and you will what? Tell me. You will what? You will receive, right? Give and you will receive. Let's put the negative on it. Don't give and what? You won't receive. But what do people expect? Well, I'm not going to give anything, but I'm going to be blessed. Well, that's foolishness. You know who expects that? Takers. Not givers, takers. Remember, we're either a giver or a taker. We're actually a mixture of both. But my sinful nature is a taker. I'll take everything. I don't want to give back to you. But Jesus starts it off with the same principle. Give, give, and you will receive. Then he says this, your gift will return to you in full. Pressed down, shaken together to make room for more. Running over, poured into your lap. Now I want you to underline this next sentence in your Bibles. Underline it. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. See, now that's a little harder for us. Pastor Mark, planting two seeds and expecting 20 radishes is stupid. I understand that. But what does this mean? The amount you give is going to be in relationship to the amount you give back. So if you give generously of your time and your money and your gifts and whatever to God, what will you get back? What's it say? That will determine that huge amount that I'll get back. So how I give attitude and what I give determines what comes back to me. That's the law of giving, the principle of giving. Now, it's a principle that God established, not man. Now, there's a law of gravity. God established it. If I let go of this, is it going up or down? There it is. It's going down. And so... When we come to the spiritual aspect, this is the same law. Give, and it will be given to you. We go like, well, what's behind that? There's a motive coming here. What's this guy going to talk about today? Is he going to try to get in my wallet? Relax. (laughs) You've been coming to this church long enough. We never do that jazz. But see, if you never, if you never learn the principle of being generous with God and with others and people and sharing, you will always live caged, only caring about filling your cup of seed. Miserable, never enjoying really life. So listen to the principles. Now, Jesus spoke about money most Of anything he spoke about. Why did he do that? Because he knew the power of money. In fact, one time Jesus said this. You can't serve God in money. You need to pick one or the other. Can't do it. This little first section is about money. Then the rest of it is going to be at our gifts and our time and myself. So just hold on. Number one. Let me give you four little keys. Here it is. First thing. God owns everything. This is a principle of the Bible. How do I know it's a principle? Psalm 24, 1 says this. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. So everything we are and everything we have is simply a gift from God. Now let me show you 
kind of how that works. I'm going to ask you to interrupt yourself with your notes and everything for a moment. Here's what I want you to do. Men, I want you to get into your wallet. Ladies, into your purse. And I want you to pull out a dollar bill. Go ahead. Just start doing it all over. If you don't have one, ask your neighbor for a dollar bill. If they don't have a dollar, ask him if they've got a 20. And then you just take that. Come on. I want to see everybody get in there. Get, get your dollar bill out. In a moment, I'm going to ask all of you that have the 20s, I'm going to take another offering. <laughs> no, I'm not. All right. Now, I've got mine here. Everybody, who's on the face of that? George Washington. Does George Washington own this? Do you own this? No, you don't. Whose dollar is this? Well, there was four of you that got it right. That's bad out of about 8,000 that are watching right now. I'm serious. What was the first principle you wrote down in your notes? God what? He owns everything. So whose is this? Let me just say this. I've been a Christian 63 years. I know I don't look like it. This shade does good for me. See? <laughs> if you don't get this principle, this simple principle today, this is where you will live your whole life. If you think that's yours, you'll never get life. Pastor Mark, I earned it. Who gave you the ability to earn it? God. Well, I have a college degree and I'm a manager. Who opened the door for you to become a manager? God. So the Bible says in Deuteronomy, don't have time this morning. It's God who gives us the ability to get wealth. So unless you can understand this is God's and all the rest, you'll never understand the principle of giving. Now, it's not just about money. In fact, it's so far from that, you're going to see. So the first principle today is, everything I have, including including my money, is God's. Now, what do I mean by everything? Here it is. This will relax some of you that think we're going to take an offering now and whatever. Just relax. One of our five C's, Calvary Chapel came up with five C's. Here's one of the five C's. Contribute. Contribute your time, your passion. Remember, God loves a cheerful giver of yourself, your talents and your possessions. Every single Christian has time. Every single person has been created with a zeal to give, to passionately love God and to serve God. We have talents. Romans chapter 12 says all of us have been giving different gifts. We operate as a body, function as a body. And of course, we all have stuff. God loves to give us stuff. So when God talks about everything, he simply means everything. God owns everything that you have, all of those things in your life, the talents, my abilities, your abilities, all of those, my time. My time is in God's hands. Today, Pastor Mark taught about the concepts of giving and receiving in a different way. The idea that self-reliance is to you like a cage is for a bird is thought-provoking. You may not have thought about depending on yourself as something that actually confines you. Because God wants to provide your needs and bless you, He wants to see you free to depend on Him. 
you don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue this message, Learning to Trust God, Our Provider. He will talk about the reality that you own nothing. God owns everything. You'll learn about the concept of you not as owner, but steward and caretaker of everything you have. You'll find out that this ownership isn't just material things, but your time, talents, and other aspects of your being. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time. As Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series, Contagious Outrageous Joy. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Let us hear your lessons.